to hear the intro music. It helps uh, give us some time to adjust everything. With your baby mic? Yes. <laughs> I thought it was going to be heavier, but it's not. Welcome, welcome. Thank you guys for joining us this week. Thanks for having us. Of course, happy to be here. Introduce both of yourselves and your positions and titles and roles and who you are in this world. Uh, I'm Megan Gervin. I, my current title is Designer 3, and okay. in about a month I'll be a project architect. Nice. Yay, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> I'm Colin Smith. I'm currently a Designer 4. Uh, so, I mean, kind of gave you a little tidbit on, you know, how this is going to go. So just kind of, you both went to school, obviously not at Texas Tech, right? And basically everyone we know that's been on the podcast is from Tech. We've had... Um, one A&M. A&M, and I think we had another one. Mm. But I don't remember. No, well, Amani, she's in St. Louis now. Oh, yeah, for her master's. Yeah. So... Um, Basically, we like to hear about like everyone's like education experience where they went um, because like we graduated and we transferred from San Antonio College, so we've had two different architecture program like experiences and some we like, some we don't. Yeah. Um, and we don't like a lot. Well, I don't like a lot from a certain school that I graduated from. Um, so like I just like hearing like how other programs were ran and yeah. the type of projects you did because our projects were kind of similar. Sure. So, yeah, if, you, if one of you guys would like to go first and kind of explain how you got into architecture and your whole, like, education experience. Okay. I'll do an overview of, well, Cullen and I, we had very similar educational experience, but mm-hmm. um, kind of different specialties. So mm-hmm. we both did the four-year undergraduate at Texas A&M. Oh, okay. Which is an unaccredited program, and mm-hmm. then we both worked for a, a year at mm-hmm. different firms. Um that's kind of when I started specializing in healthcare architecture. And then we got our two-year master's at Clemson. Again, I was in a smaller portion of that college. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like nine people oh, wow. for my graduating year that it was a specialty in healthcare architecture. And and my class at Clemson was of 20. That was just like a general architecture mm-hmm. master's program. So you both went to A&M and then both to Clemson? Yes. yes. And you, you met in A&M? Yes, we did. our last semester. Oh, nice. Oh, well, nice. <laughs> that worked out well. Yeah. <laughs> we sat across from each other, and we started talking about Game of Thrones. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that was before the show That was before the show started to lose its... And uh, you already you know, knew that you were going to the same school, like, for masters, or not? No. So that was just coincidence, or kind of decision after? No. I think, Megan, you kind of knew you were going to Clemson, but I think you were debating on taking a year off, whereas I... On the other hand, wanted to take some time off. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to stress over my portfolio, my GREs, and the whole grad school application yeah. while still in school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to take a year off and kind of take that time to, to find schools that I think I would really appreciate. Yeah. What made you both choose A and M? Because I'm I don't I don't know. Are you from Dallas, both of you? No, we both grew up in like the Austin area. Okay. I I moved around a bit more. Helen. Oh. 
So, <laughs> so he grew up and, and lived in San Marcos most of his right, life. Right. I went to high school in Houston. Um, but so I knew, What was appealing for A&M? Well, <laughs> I knew that I would need a graduate degree going there. So part of it was financial, going to mm. like an in-state school. Yeah. yeah. Um, it didn't require a portfolio like some of the five-year programs because I was not artsy in yeah. high school or any. You know, I had... Right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> like I liked history and, you know. Yeah. Um, so... It was kind of that, that it didn't have the mm-hmm. portfolio requirement. It was clo- close enough to home. But it was a good decision. Yeah. I, I loved my experience there. Uh, I come from a family that is a house divided between A&M and Texas. Oh, uh, great. <laughs> so Longhorns and Aggies in the family. Yeah. Uh, so I was exposed to both of those schools pretty early on. And when it came down to it, I wanted to go to more of like a college town vibe rather than like a big popular mm-hmm. city. Um, and so while I was in high school, I actually went out to College Station. I had never been before. I just only heard stories about it. Um, <clears throat> and I, I was won over very quickly about just mm-hmm. the culture and the atmosphere there. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And then, so what was your experience there? Like, not knowing, did you, did you guys have prior, like, exposure to the architecture program or architecture in general? No. I <laughs> just pretty much walked in day one wide-eyed just thinking I'm going to be a great designer by the time I walk out <laughs> yeah, of this yeah. place and I'm still trying to figure this thing out. <laughs> yeah it was like the first year was maybe the hardest for me just getting in the mindset of like eh, maybe this is the right <laughs> decision because <laughs> like I said it was not artsy and a lot of those um, like early core classes mm-hmm. are like drawing one yeah. and mm-hmm. that sort of thing so um pushed me out of my comfort zone but the (laughs) the rest of it the rest of it once we got into like actual architecture and design and you know more of the problem solving yeah um that was kind of where i i mean unless i mean at least it didn't like make you gave up you know like oh i'm not really rt and i'm exposing to this and like I don't really want this if it's going to, like, you actually give it a choice, you know, like, a, yeah. um, um, I guess, you know, to to go forward and on the, instead of, like, being like, oh, no, I'm not giving you the choice to, like, learn more about you. You actually, you know, open your mind to it. Because we, we know a lot of people that, I mean, I'm sure you know, too, a lot of people, like, second semester or third year, fourth year, they end up just dropping out. Yeah. yeah, and it's because like they didn't even like it from the beginning. They were just kind of stuck in it, and they had to kind of like yeah, exactly, you know, deal with it mm-hmm. until they couldn't deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, because from what I know, you're pretty successful doing what you're doing. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that you were able to, you know, I mean that that's that has to be tough. Like going into something and half of it you weren't really interested in because I wasn't artsy like. Yeah, Diana has like a whole art back background, so like going into it makes sense for her. But like for me, I'm the same way. Like I didn't draw, I didn't mm-hmm. paint, I didn't sculpt, I didn't didn't know anything about computer programs. So be, like, you know, it's a testament being able to like stick it through. Yeah, that says yeah. a lot. Yeah, I think that's maybe where like the education of architecture could change a little bit mm-hmm. if we had more like technical courses at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, or even, and even in high school. Yeah, even A&M is 
Um, they do have a lot of like professors of practice. So mm-hmm. the projects oh. that you're doing are pretty similar to the real world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, but still in the beginning, it, it, it seemed like two very different. Mm-hmm. Did you, sorry, did you do um, health care um, project in A&M? Is that yes. how, or how do you find out that you wanted to do healthcare? They do have their, they have a master's program that specializes it mm-hmm. in it. And so um, a few of their undergraduate professors as well kind of have that, have that specialty. There's a few different um, schools that have pretty strong relationships. So there are a lot of Texas A&M professors that know people at Clemson. Um, yeah, so we had... I had maybe two studios that were more related to healthcare. Um, By choice or just luck of the draw? Both. The first one was luck of the draw. It was um, one professor, there's like one honors studio Mm. um, per semester and I was in the honors college. And so that was like my third semester and then my last studio which Cullen and I were in together. Um, that was like a choice. <laughs> <laughs> the professor for that is like known as like the healthcare person. Oh, okay. So you, you knew pretty early on, I guess, that you wanted to kind of go in the healthcare direction because un- undergrad doesn't have a certificate. No. Right? So like you already knew going to Clemson, like that's what you wanted to pursue? Yes, yeah. By the time I went to Clemson, I started thinking about it in that, in that first studio that that third semester one um i was involved in the cancer society at a&m my my dad had he's a cancer survivor and and so that was like a particular healthcare interest and so healthcare architecture just kind of became the intersection of those two things that i was passionate about yeah well it's amazing um are there what are the big differences between a&m's and uh, clemson's program they're pretty similar. Sorry, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, go ahead. You're thing. doing fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to interrupt this. Well, I, I know it's I know it's undergrad and masters, but right. I mean, I'm sure you know of AM's master program and of Clemson's undergrad. But even just their undergrad versus masters, like yeah, or how they do things, you know, they're friendly or you sure. know, or something. And Kevin like was that. actually he was TA at Clemson, so maybe you mm-hmm. have a little more insight. Yeah, so I know Clemson's undergrad program is very similar to A&M's undergrad program where you have a studio of about 20, 15 to 20 so-odd students and a single professor. Um, the freshman year, it's pretty uh, pretty straight on uh, on what you do. Every studio does the exact same thing, so it's not like you pick a professor based off of project type. Mm-hmm. Every single freshman goes through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they weed out quite a bit that first year too. It's supposed to be a pretty intense first year because they don't want students, like we had mentioned, friends of ours that made it all the way and then yeah. ended up not going that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they only graduate between maybe 60 or 70 students by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, don't quote me on that. That's just no, <laughs> trying, yeah. trying to remember. Um, but that's pretty much how AM's was as well. Uh, the master's program is a little different, uh, at least at the, the general program of uh, master's program at Clemson. Mm-hmm. So, Whenever you go to Clemson for the master's program, 
you just sign up for one studio and you have three to four professors in that studio and you're with all of your 20 some odd uh, classmates. And pretty much you'll meet Monday, Wednesday and Friday and the professors will divvy themselves up to where you only see one professor Monday, you see the second professor Wednesday and the third uh, Friday. And if there's a fourth one, then the next Monday. So you're not seeing the same professor more than once a week at best. Rotating professors. Mm -hmm in the same studio for the same project. Yes, and they all come from different backgrounds. So like one might be sustainability, mm -hmm. one might be uh, you know, urban dense design, another might be more theoretical approach. And so you know, what uh, advice you advise from Professor One on Monday that mm -hmm. you implement by Wednesday, it's not gonna even matter because mm -hmm. this professor has a totally different opinion on different matters. And so it's challenging, but it also gives you a much broader approach on how you want to uh, attack your design ideas and really think broadly and not get too stuck on one or two very little things. So, so is there a coordinator like of that studio that kind of runs like what type of project, the site and certain things and then each professor kind of gives their own feedback and desk crits? Um, <clears throat> I think it, it's very fluid. Um, I don't think there's like a specific like uh, leader of the professors. Mm -hmm. They all come together. They okay uh, and from what I could tell, um, they all respected each other mm -hmm. very much. So, um, so I, there was a very cohesive, fluid way that they did things. Mm -hmm. um, but each semester would be completely different. Um, sometimes we had where you could have a choice between two or three different sites that they gave you. Others was here's a site, and uh, so like my first year, it was an existing building that uh, took place in Greenville, South Carolina. So that was about an hour drive north oh, nice. of us. Um, and the building was actually supposed to be demolished, but it was an old brutalist style building that oh. uh, architects typically appreciate, but nobody else does. They're, mm -hmm. they're typically seen as ugly and very broad buildings that uh, generally like the public was already ready to say, we don't want this building in our city anymore. And so we were challenged to make the decision to either demo it uh, or try and renovate it some way mm -hmm. to make the city like it again. Uh, so again, in that instance, they gave us one specific site but we had options on how to treat the site and be very respectful of it. So everyone had like a different program for their project? Yes, not oh, a single nice. project looked the same. The stories were entirely different. That uh, was so cool. That's, yeah. That was your first semester that in was, grad? Yes. Oh, nice. So were you guys, no, because uh, that was like general. That was general. And then yours was specialized? Yes. Right, the certificate? Mm -hmm. What were those studios like? Or obviously the it projects was, were yeah. healthcare, right? It was small because it was again, the, the, the group of nine. So we really had one core professor. He was like the leader of the department. And um, a lot of us had scholarships. So he was also like all of our bosses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we had a really strong relationship with this one person. Um, the, the projects were interesting because we had real clients Mm -hmm. um, in a sense, like one of them was a, a community hospital in Boone, mm -hmm. and I mean, I have a lot of respect for David Ellison for getting us like FaceTime with. Um, we were we were presenting to the C-suite, so it was like the CEO every other every month that we would be presenting the, to the C-suite. Uh, C-suite, so the CFO, CEO of of this community hospital. Oh, okay, okay. Damn. Yeah. It like they were your like reviewers or jurors? Yes, yeah. Oh, nice. it, was, it was our professor, um, and then we had a, kind of like a second professor of practice mm -hmm. um, since there were 
two years. Um, so the the group that would be um, graduating kind of had more more time with the the director of the program, mm -hmm. and then the younger studio had had the professor of practice. Um, but we always had kind of similar projects. Um, so yeah, but <laughs> no, no, just just presenting constantly to like people outside of architecture mm. was was good experience because I mean that's what I, mean, I that, what that, I do now yeah and that's like a that's like a real client presentation basically yes like yeah r real world experience that yeah I kind of wonder what they we thought about yeah. <laughs> like no these kids are crazy that doesn't happen here yeah <laughs> so would you say that you were more exposed in you know your masters rather than doing over here in A&M I would say so um Primarily just because of, I'd say, having multiple professors definitely broadened my understanding on just how to tackle projects, whereas mm -hmm. A&M, um, I, I think at some times I felt like I was designing more towards what I thought the professor wanted, or just meeting the, yeah. uh, the criteria for the projects, um, which isn't really anything of a fault of their own, but that's just the way I kind of internalized it. But I think Clemson, I definitely walked away with just a, a broader understanding of how to approach problems. I, th I think a lot of undergrad programs are like that. When it's yeah. just one professor and it's kind of you almost have to cater to them because it's yeah or like they get mad because you're going to another professor mm -hmm. and they get booty hurt you know like, yeah why would you do that like it's good to have you know other that happened to me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my professor didn't care i don't know if the the studios were the strongest at a and i mean it really depended on the professor because they were such characters you were catering to one one style and so you can kind of cater your experience if you know that you like this style you could mm -hmm. go for those types of studios but what they did really well was the structures courses and kind of the mm. must be nice i know right <laughs> yeah no because we didn't have to we got out of taking structures again in masters because our credits transferred and they were at that level oh wow nice mm -hmm. wow so the a&m yeah their structures like I guess courses were like really high. Yeah, they were good. They were yeah. intense. I, I ended up having to retake one once. It was it was pretty difficult. Oh dang. Yeah, I had to retake uh I think two. Yeah. I didn't. Seven. I just I just barely passed one and <laughs> two and then the third one was really good. It was at tech. Um how was it with, you know, construction? Like did you have to I don't know, 'cause uh tech we had to have a precedent and it was in teams and we had to like recreate the section make a axonometric and then make models of a certain detail so at a&m your third year is whenever you take a separate structures and a separate systems course and those are taught by professors that specialize in that specifically that's not studio related it's simply mm -hmm. understanding the systems or uh the components that go into either the structure or the systems and for structures instantly like we had to do a lot of math it was a lot of intense physics uh driven calculations um but it, it was all to set the precedence for our fourth year which is our capstone year uh where we have to design a building um to the level of degree of understanding what is the structural material and sizing it right putting in the systems uh, pretty much showing your professors that you understood mm -hmm. um, what we learned in third year and applying it to a relatively uh, professional degree. Yeah, so I think our capstone, like that also counted for one of those like material credits because we were documenting 
the I keep, envelope I keep, and the sorry, I keep forgetting. Capstone and thesis isn't the same. It is. Um, it is? We, we had an option of doing a thesis, and I think maybe like one person per year would do a thesis. So instead, everyone had this like mega studio. Mm -hmm. like. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, it counted for, I don't know, does a normal studio count for like four credits, and this one counted for nine because it, yeah, was, it was structures and... Um, and systems and... Oh, okay. Um, all all of them combine into like one class yeah. and you had to apply it all in your project. Yes. yes. So oh, there okay. was, we submitted kind of like the normal studio project and then there was like a booklet that was like our documentation of like how it would stand up and how it performed on these, on oh, these wow. other metrics. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that would be pretty nice. Yeah. That'd be really tough though. Yeah. But I had never pulled so many all-nighters in one semester. Dude, oh. I bet. <laughs> I know. That's on, and th that was undergrad or grad? That like, was undergrad. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That we didn't do anything. Yeah, no. <laughs> we, we got off easy. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why there were a few classes that we didn't have to do in grad school. It, yeah, it definitely paid I off. I guess paid off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because that capstone with all the credits and everything that was involved mm -hmm. pretty and much would have done that again. And yeah. uh, the general I wonder if it was the, only because Texas A&M and Clemson kind of have a relationship. Like if, if we like went a, to an like, agreement. Yeah. Yeah. Between if we the went schools. to MIT, there's no way. No. <laughs> yeah. Theirs is already like a what, three and a half year program. You don't want to be over there anyway. Trust me. That weather's terrible. <laughs> uh -uh. Nope. You gonna say something? Um. What was I gonna say? I don't. Megan, you were just doing so well that. It was, <laughs> was, was there a lot of collaboration in the studios or other classes? at either school and not just with like architecture because like at tech um one of the healthcare professors she does a studio i don't know if she still does it but that studio collaborated with landscape and they like two people were from architecture and two were from landscape and they had a project we actually did do that our uh the last semester the one that megan and i ended up meeting each other um <clears throat> that was in the healthcare driven studio uh, we were actually given a pretty large uh, plot of land, and we ended up uh, not necessarily partnering up, but we did work with uh, a pair of sophomores mm -hmm. in the architecture program, as well as, I think it was one or two landscape students. Oh, nice. um, and so while none of us really like worked together on developing a, a single core concept, we kind of divvied up the land and kept each other in the loop on like, hey, here's what I'm doing in this spot, and then we just kind of had to coordinate. And so at the end, we all had like one huge... Um, site model that we could share that we all had hands in on uh, oh okay so there, there was some crossover in that oh, instance okay. but i think that was just sort of like an experiment that that semester they decided to do and were you all together like was it um one person had their own design or was it like groups for your studio well the studio is partners they tend to do like alternate between partner projects and individual mm -hmm. ones were you all partners for that one no. we were not no <laughs> <laughs> Just curious. Yeah. I wonder how that would have that would have went. No, have we we've worked on We were partners in a conceptual structures class where we designed um, just ideas on how structures could respond, but they were quick little two week charrettes that mm -hmm. we partnered up for one and then went partnered with somebody else and then I think we came together at another point. Um, oh wow. So how, it, how does that work? Like, you know, you guys are dating, married now, so oh yeah, we how is that life? <laughs> It's, I mean, it's good. I think. Careful what you say. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's on. You know? It's just, we, yeah, we're very similar, but 
we we've tried to keep like our jobs as separate as we can. Yeah, that's good. That's smart. Yeah. Do you ever like? Because we were thinking like the other day, we've talked like, man, can you imagine like if you were dating someone, like I could help them do their models and they can help me. But like, let's not go there. I'm not. But it's like, <laughs> I wasn't did you? interested in that. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Because I mean, I wouldn't do that either. Okay. Well, p personally for me, like if I were to date someone in architecture, like they'd have to be like super, super, super good because I just care so much about it and like my craft. But then because I'm like stubborn and I'm very hard headed when it comes to a certain way to do certain things. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know why you looked at it. <laughs> 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 um, I, I, like, I feel like I feel like if I was dating someone in architecture, like there, there'd be a lot of clashing because of the, just the way I like I am as a, as a human. Yeah. So like I find it interesting that like I, yeah. I actually know a married couple that's both. <laughs> In architecture, architects, yeah, yeah, to yeah. Be architects. So, I mean, that's that's pretty surprising. I mean, <clears throat> the the struggles that you just mentioned are, I mean, those are not non-existent. Um, yeah, I think that's partially like why uh, we respect each other's spaces. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we both have certain ways that we like to do certain things. Um, yeah, and we've had to, in the relationship-wise, just uh, respect that. Um, but we've never worked together professionally. Um, no. I mean, even if I'm not working on a project with her, if I come home and say, oh my gosh, we had a deadline today. We had to work on sections and plans. She's just going to stop me right there. It's like, I do that yeah. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we have nothing to talk about. We when don't it comes talk to work. about work. No, exactly. If I, yeah, I'm working nine hour, you know, however long the day is. I don't want to come back and hear about the exact same thing. The exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, so, well, okay. This is, this is great because I am the type that will like, I, I don't know what else to talk about. That's that's what I would talk about. So if you guys don't do that, like, what do you guys do in your free time, or what else do you do yeah. besides talk architecture? Because <laughs> you do that all day. Of course, you don't want to do it all night. Mm -hmm. Did you decide to like? Okay, we're gonna just you know, work is work, and we're gonna focus on something else. Or I think Netflix is a real savior. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean we have. We have our dogs. We mm -hmm. oh, yeah. we spend a decent amount of time with family, and you know Dallas is like all about restaurants. And so, like, <laughs> we, have, we have a standing yeah. we have a standing date night Tuesday nights. Mm -hmm. Like we're gonna we're gonna go out and do something. Yeah, you just leave the dogs to fend for themselves, or what? <laughs> <laughs> come on, the dogs they could take care of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> well, bears maybe. I don't, I don't have that experience. <laughs> of course, because he's dog. He needs attention. Yeah, mine's too needy. <laughs> they're, they're good for a few hours. Yeah. Time. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's so cool. So, um, you okay? You talk about your gap year when you worked. Mm -hmm. um, what was it? Healthcare. It was. Or, okay. And where, well, what typology did you work calling? <clears throat> I'd say primarily education with some uh, commercial as well. Um, so it was actually my third year in undergrad that I ended up finding uh, a local architecture firm in College oh, Station nice. that was hiring. Um, I had just bought my first car. And so mm -hmm. I was really just looking for a job to get some income. And yeah, when, I saw the, when I saw the advertise, <laughs> I said, hey, okay, um, I could do that, kind of. Yeah, kind of, right? <laughs> was, was it a summer? No, uh, so I, I worked while I was in my third and fourth years. Oh, nice. um, and then through that summer and winter as well, I went mm -hmm. full-time, and then I stayed with that uh, company uh, for that year off. Mm -hmm. And for you, was it during the semester? I had I had a job at 
in College Station. It was for a small residential architect, and I mean small because it was him and yeah. me as an intern. <laughs> um, and then I was I was accepted to Clemson. I deferred. Um, wanted to save some money, and so actually the the head of the department at Clemson helped find me a healthcare architecture oh, nice. job. Oh yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> so. Mm. And so just that's how I got for it. listeners that don't know, deferring is like uh, deferring was it was accepting mm-hmm. my acceptance to the school, but pushing it back a year for a year. Yeah. Okay, and you can only how many times do you know how many times you can defer? It was once. Yeah, oh, okay, for one year. And then, so you were you ended up working in Clemson for that healthcare? No, I worked in I worked in Dallas for a year, and then I moved to Clemson. Oh, okay. Nice. Residential, you said. No, uh, residential and College Station. It was healthcare here. Um, it was the firm. It's a pretty pretty big size. They did a lot of. I don't know. It was a mix. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all of the all of the firms of a certain size in in this area have like a pretty significant amount of healthcare architecture and then higher education and stuff. So it was that. I've heard uh, from another friend that she's in healthcare too. Mm-hmm. The um, like they go and and they go and um, do interviews with the patients or with people that work there and to see how because you know nurses are they're all in there twenty four seven. Doctors mm-hmm. um, had to make that life a little different than a typical white hallway. How do you feel about that? Yeah, we, depending on the client, <laughs> we do we do that as well. Um, it's usually in design development. We'll do we'll do our client meetings again with with kind of like the the higher ups, and then because all of the spaces are so complex, we'll we'll um, kind of break it out into department meetings. So inpatient for an hour, and then the lab lab for an hour, a pharmacy, whatnot, and so we'll bring in um, nurses for, for each department and talk about how they use the space and what, what they want to see, because, mm-hmm. yeah, hospitals can definitely be bleak places, right? If you're, yeah. if you're sick, you want it to be a nice place to recover. If you're yeah. working there, I mean, it's, it's long hours. So, um, yeah, we try to, try to make them nice and bright and still look sterile yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the things i don't think we can complain about our hours no <laughs> if, no if we found out about someone about theirs yeah no. yeah no yeah. um so when colin you did education right, That's right. Yeah. and then so what were the um i guess phases or types of work that you both were doing in the beginning versus like towards the end of like education or healthcare? because as an intern or your first year you're not necessarily doing what you're doing, you know, a couple of years in currently, right? Yeah. Um, I'd say starting off at that first firm, um, they had just won a, a substantial size elementary school as a K through five. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been brought on just after they had finished designing the school. So I came on right once construction documents phase had started. So that was a whole different thing that architecture school doesn't really prepare you mm-hmm. for on the actual production of creating construction document sheets. And so that was... Uh, a very confusing time for me trying to balance both learning stuff in school and learning stuff in the office that I thought was supposed to blend together and um, it didn't translate so well for me at first Um, but 
that was, I think, looking back now, it's very crucial on at least giving me an understanding of the importance of design and how that implements, uh, you know, uh, making the building buildable and understanding so that the, the contractor can price it and mm -hmm. uh, divvy it up to their subs. Uh, so that was a, a very early exposure. Like uh, just thrown into production. Right, right CD. into it. Um, it. It was mostly, I was either handed red lines um, mm -hmm. Or you know sketches and hand notes. So at least it was. Uh, I'd say in, to some sense it was very hand holding. Uh, mm -hmm. My boss was uh, really awesome about making things as clear as he could for me. Um, you know I had touched Revit in school, but it was all just sort of like self learning. So that was where I really started to pick up on like, oh, this is why you use this function or this button here actually has a purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> well, that's that's actually another another good thing to touch on because. At a certain place, it's actually nice that they actually do like a two-day Revit training, right? And yeah. Um, versus like previous experience and people I've talked to, it's like they don't do any type of Revit training or like mm -hmm. in-house how it's done. And obviously, unless you take it upon yourself, and you know we don't use Revit in school. Mm -hmm. So like for y'all's past experience was like how was that kind of transition? I think I was expected to know it already, and oh. there were. I've worked mostly for larger firms, so um, they have resources online, like um, back when, I forget what the website's called now, but there was lynda.com, so they would they would oh, provide yeah, like yeah. a login for that, so if you didn't know something. Like tutorial could, videos, yeah, 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 I've heard of that one. access for, for tutorials, um, but yeah. You just had to know it. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, you're gonna be slow and yeah. stay late. Yeah, what other, what other programs did you use in healthcare and education? Is it just Revit? At first, yeah, yes, mostly Revit, but um, like my first job out of school, I did a little bit more of the visualization. So mm -hmm. it was using Lumion and you know creating videos for them. Mm -hmm. um, and then started getting more experience in the actual design process. And it was, I, I've been on like SD through CDs on every project. So it's mm -hmm. good that you know, I'm, I've been able to finish like every project or see every project all the way through. A little mm -hmm. bit less in CA. Um, they tend to have like a separate separate group that manages mm -hmm. the construction administration. So that was hard getting the hours for a licensure. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the I just, just submitted my hours. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing about healthcare, which Colin and I were talking about, is maybe different for, for a lot of the a lot of the other typologies is my group tends to divide out the interior architecture and the exterior not not interior design like that's a kind of a third thing but because there's so many um, codes that are specific to hospitals and they I mean they're deep floor plates so they're um, so y'all separate it from shell architecture to like interior like yes. partitions mm -hmm. and then interior design. Yes. Yeah. So uh, younger staff tend to do more of the interior architecture mm -hmm. and only recently, like the past three projects, I've been doing more of the exterior architecture. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like. Like what does define, that even? Yeah. Define <laughs> yeah. architecture. Because based off of our current experience, that would be like facade design. Yes. That's yep. basically the same. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep, facade design. Um, but we do divide it into like corn shells, so it is elevators and mm -hmm. all of all of that. Um, 
interior architecture is more of the for for healthcare is more of the the space planning because the mm-hmm. the spaces do change throughout the like the meetings with the nurses and mm-hmm. um, I don't know a lot more changes with with how they use the space. But that's more like room layouts and floor plans yeah. and, and large plans. Yes. Not like actual interior design. No, they'll do. They'll still do more of the um, reflected ceiling plans. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of save like lobby spaces and maybe the staff lounge if it's going to be like mm-hmm. extra nice mm-hmm. for, for, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. interior design. But yeah. uh, interior design tends to do like just the just the finished plans and kind of like the the fin- yeah the finished schemes. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I'll and your current office has their own team yes like specialized for that yeah they're not um we don't have in-house engineers but we have in-house interior, have interior design that's nice. cool how do you feel about multifamily and doing schools you know which one do you like best <clears throat> well i definitely have to say that multifamily uh i think is easier at, on the program side of just like wrapping your head around what needs to go in it mm-hmm. um primarily because Currently in our lives, we are living in, you know, apartments, mm-hmm. and we've been in a few apartments at this time around. So we kind of know mm-hmm. what we like and what we don't like. Whereas schools, uh, most of the schools that I worked on were elementary schools. Um, so I have to kind of reflect back on, you know, what was it like 20 years ago going <laughs> a school designed from the 40s? You remember? Uh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, think. No, not <laughs> not really. So th- that was sort of the challenge of mm-hmm. uh, working with the principals and the teachers and the superintendents of. Uh, the ISDs that we worked for, um, you know, getting their feedback and applying it and remembering, like, we have to scale things down because these are little people, so. Mm. <laughs> little people. There's, there's a lot more, like, STEM-focused spaces now, right? And, like, we didn't have that in elementary school. It was, like, your classroom yes. and the cafeteria. So now, and that was it. now the regular <laughs> yeah. program that you think about at school, now let's add the STEM programs or, like, you know, supercomputer rooms or, mm-hmm. um, you know, just whatever the latest technology was that was proving that kids are learning better through this. So now we have to also apply that, something that we have no experience in, mm-hmm. into our design. Um, so a lot of trust and a lot, a lot of forward thinking. Uh, whereas multifamily, I think, is a, it's a definitely a, a step back uh, as far as understanding what needs to go in the building. But it is also a much bigger mm-hmm. building. I'd say the square footage overall. So like what you have to focus on maintaining the model is a bit more of the challenge uh, whereas the schools were a lot smaller um, and sometimes even a single school be broken up into certain phases and chunks just based off of what their budget was mm-hmm. how long were those uh, projects or phases um, for like the elementary schools those would probably take place uh, I'd say the design beginning of SD all the way to uh, issuing for permit was probably nine months to a year uh, and then construction would be mm-hmm. um, around a, another year. Or so uh, again, depending on whether it's a completely brand new school or a renovation or an additional wing, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know that that can shorten the schedule. Uh, but a general build-up school would be about a two-year process from start to finish. You had oh. a busy season too, right? Because everyone's trying yes. to get the get the projects done in time for, for the school, for school. Year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so that was one thing that we appreciated at that office um, where we had both education and non-education uh, studios. So whenever education uh, would have the busy time, especially in the summer while we're trying to wrap things up, um, if we needed to, we could pull people from other studios to help. Uh, and whenever we had slow season, which mm-hmm. was usually the fall, because that's when the projects are due because mm-hmm. they need to get the kids in the school. So by the mm-hmm. time we finish that, 
usually the September, October months were very slow. And so that's when I actually had opportunities to go work on other healthcare projects or uh, corporate projects that needed some hands-on. So that, that was sort of fun uh, exposure to other project types in that office. Were you exposed to multifamily? I was not. Uh, before coming to multifamily, that was mm-hmm. a totally new. What, what was the... <laughs> I don't know how to word it. <laughs> Why'd you change jobs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what was like the eye opener of like why you became interested in, in multifamily? But for this, for your master's, you get, you got a certificate as a general or you got one in something? Uh, it's just a general. General. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So I actually, I got into architecture because I've, I've just always liked buildings growing up outside of Austin. Um, you know, watching Austin grow from, you know, the early 2000s all the way to the yeah. the teens. You know, that was when a lot of the big buildings, like the Frost Bank Tower, mm-hmm. uh, one of the most, like, uh, iconic buildings of the skyline of Austin. I watched that go up as a kid. And so, like, mm-hmm. that, those were things that really interest me of just seeing these things go up uh, and knowing that somebody had to, you know, design it and think of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never really was drawn to a specific program uh, like Megan was. I was more on the aesthetic of, like, yeah. that's awesome. The that's same, same. that's yeah. pretty. <laughs> I, I didn't take any art classes in high school, but you know what? I want to do something artistic. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so I think I was ready to switch from education to multifamily primarily because, uh, honestly, I, I was never interested in education. And mm-hmm. I always made that clear in my interviews with all these school places. Um, mm-hmm. That was sort of like the first job that I had mentioned um, was my third year in, uh, during undergrad. Again, I was just looking for a job that happened to be architecture, that happened yeah. to have education. And so yeah. that just became we've something all, on my resume. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. So I would apply to firms that have multiple studios, and they'd always put me in the education program whenever they'd hire mm. me just because that was where my background was. And right, I, I right. had nothing against education. Right. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic program and a really good exposure, uh, especially understanding the front of both scheduling and working with clients because Mm -hmm. if you're working for public schools uh budget is a very very tight constraint uh and they want you to push that dollar uh Mm -hmm. for everything uh so there's a lot of challenges and there's a lot of good things that you can take away from it but i had been in education now for probably five years give or take with all the internships and Mm -hmm. uh part-time full-time schedule uh that i was ready to look at something different and just try try and broaden my understanding as uh, as I try to become an architect. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was why I was kind of ready to move on to a different program. I just wanted to see what else was out there. Yeah. You guys have been working for how long each? About five years. About five years. Are you both in the same situation with your testing? No, I'm a licensed architect. Oh, you're licensed. Okay. How We have different stories on our <laughs> oh, experience. I want to know, though. So, um, because a lot of people we know either don't want to get licensed or going back to yeah. get licensed or, like, doing their AXP hours. Mm-hmm. So, how long did it take to, yeah. to like, in, in general, like, I to took, your hours and study and take the tests? The testing was... I did pretty quickly. I, I I didn't start them immediately after school, um, but like once I started, I finished them in eight months. And I think all of them. Yeah, oh, I passed all wow. of them. Wow, not me. <laughs> I passed all of me. them on the first try, but Congrats. I thank you. <laughs> um, I mean, it was a lot of studying, so I, I think I I wanted to be over prepared. I didn't want to. 
that's definitely a good strategy for yeah. all of you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, like, is there, like, a, a specific thing you what did? did yes. Yeah. Tell us your secrets. Yes, sure. please, because yeah, we're going to be there eventually. I used Ballast and the Amber videos and the Black Spectacles quizzes. So I read, I read enough of Ballast to kind of feel okay about it before I even scheduled my first exam and mm-hmm. I took one of the more I don't know the more difficult ones first it was I think PPD and I was not expecting to pass that one so after after I did I think that really gave me a lot of confidence mm-hmm. to go back in and, and do the the like more professional practice exams right like the mm-hmm. project management practice management um, and then kind of did the the normal order from there uh, but yeah, I think I think the the biggest thing was studying before I even scheduled an exam. So what, it was like Was it hard for you to get the project management, practice management and the CA hours? The yes, I finished my exams before I finished uh, my hours. You can, you can do <laughs> you can, I was about to ask, actually. Yeah. Yeah, how do What? But that was only honestly that was only because I was very unorganized with my hours uh, <laughs> most of them I logged like after the period where they would count as half mm-hmm. so I oh, you wow. know oh, I that had happened that. to me also yeah. yeah so um you can take some tests before you finish all your hours or you, you can, can take all of them take all yeah. of them you just yeah. need to have accredited degree which oh. we don't have no of yeah. course not uh, <laughs> but that's the only sucks. thing we need yeah oh, okay cool. I'm gonna call it yeah <laughs> we're leaving yeah well I'll just take my test there yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. That's cool. So like but after, you, you just can't get licensed, even though you take all the tests. Yeah, right. Because yeah. you have to finish your hours. Yeah, and then so kind of report it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't too much longer afterwards. It was a few months. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I just kept bugging my principal. Like, yeah. I need CA hours. Yeah, I yeah. need CA hours. Oh, okay. And then she, and then it was like a few a few months of it, and I only needed like a few hours more. I was like, okay, this is too much. Yeah. <laughs> and Colin, you recently passed your third. Uh, second. Second. Yes. Okay. Nice. How was how was that? Uh, so unlike <laughs> Megan, I. Claps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and for you too. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah. So unlike Megan, I have unfortunately known what it is like to fail uh, these exams, and it is uh, it is a a stomach punch uh, that I do not wish upon anyone. <laughs> I hear a lot of people like retake though, and it's not it's, it's it not is what common. it is. Yeah, yeah. like ev- everyone does. Yeah, and I think this is where dating someone or being married to someone in architecture is difficult because I'm like, you didn't study enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should be helping him study. I, she does. I'm just I'm kidding. Let's not go down so that. No, no, no. My She has been awesome to help me out on okay. getting getting my head wrapped around. Um, like she said, she uh, began over-prepared, uh, whereas I think I've kind of gone the other way around, where it's like, okay, this is enough that I need to know. Let's move on to something else and mm-hmm. not fully grasping, uh, not necessarily the, the concept of the material, but ability to know it and apply it, mm-hmm. since that's how the exams work. It's not necessarily, you know, which of the answers um, is the definition of this. It's more like they give you a scenario mm-hmm. and all of the answers in some sense could be the right answer, but you have to know what's in that specific scenario that they've given you it's is the nice. right answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all a matter of like one or two words that can make the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, like those tests seem like so far out of reach. It's like, I just want to 
retake them just to mm-hmm. like see what they ask. But I know like if you retake it, it's not the same test. Like some things could be shifted or questions could be right. I have seen some questions that like I remembered. Like, I remembered the question, but I didn't remember what I had answered on the previous one. Since mm-hmm. if you fail, you have to take uh, two months off before you can retake it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so, not the exact same like. No, the no. Same, there's. I think they first have questions is several different versions. Right, and right. Even then, like the wording might change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did your, I guess, professional experience with like doing the hours, assuming Did it help? Yeah. yeah. As, assuming you do the right thing and you put the hours where they actually belong. Like, do you think that or like studying was like the main component? I'd say study over work experience, but mm-hmm. work experience can come into effect. So. Mm-hmm. Like construction documentation phase and CA phase, I think in real life can help you. Mm -hmm. But you also need to study and understand the way contracts work in general because your experience under that project might have been a very specific contract. Right. um, Whereas the question that you're given is not the same scenario that Mm -hmm. you experienced in real life. So you can't always apply like, oh, well, on this project five years ago, I did this. So that's what the answer is. You have to understand. Like it's it's more general. Yes. Okay. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> I'm speechless. Yeah, you ready to take the test? <laughs> <laughs> but there, there are also like simple questions that uh, if you've ever worked on like wall details before, um, mm-hmm. there will be somewhere it's like. I'm not done even look at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like three weeks with Dr- details. Drowning. <laughs> It'll be like uh, <laughs> click on the the section where the weep hole goes. Uh, Say, <laughs> yeah, I'm failing. What is that? <laughs> okay. Hey, yeah. can you translate? <laughs> Or, uh, or yeah. where, where yeah, do you yeah. need to consider, yeah. um, you know, water drain off uh, mm. needs to go. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so okay, I guess I'll that, that's those. where like work works <laughs> examples can come in, come in handy. Right. right. Oh, wow. But you can also learn that by studying. So that's why exactly. yeah, study. You have to st- I, I don't, you could have, they have uh, diagrams? 20, 20 years of experience as like an architect. But if you haven't studied, like you're not going to, you're not going to pass. Yeah. yeah. What have you been, have you been using the same? Um, I already forgot all the names, but I'll go back. And <laughs> yes, I'm going to go back. <laughs> and write, write them down. Yes. Because um, I only know one that, uh, do you know um, Young Architects? Yes. Okay. That's like the only, I know, I've heard of like Amber and the Black Spectacle because of from podcasts, mm-hmm. but I always forget those names. But Colin, are you using the same? I would studying? say that and more. Uh, now, now I am. Uh, so yeah, Ballast definitely uh, would suggest mm-hmm. reading Ballast. That gives you a really good understanding of the overall uh, concept of whatever test you're taking, the material that can be in it. Do uh, those have practice questions or it's just? Yeah, there's th- a few There's a few questions like throughout the reading and then they do have kind of like practice tests, okay. but it's it's not like an online component. It's it's still just the books. So okay, so it's ballast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, what else? Um, so Amber Book, or, uh, they have a series of videos um, that mm-hmm. are really good about uh, Every five minutes, it'll pause and ask a question. Um, and it's usually asking the question before they've even covered the material. So it's sort of just like, if you've never studied whatever that material is going to be, you're not going to know. They're going to give you four options. You're not going to know what any mm-hmm. four of those mean. Mm. But it's enough to kind of get the gears in your head thinking about like, like okay, as they're what, teaching it. Yeah. You find out the answer for you're yourself. You're now more invested in what mm. they're about to teach you because okay. you've already started to insert yourself into the material. Okay, nice. Uh, so that that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. So for you, it took eight months to finish all the exams, but how long did it took you to study? 
Yeah, there is there is a few months break in between because I was also planning a wedding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would have been stress. Why yeah. would you do that, so Colin? <laughs> Why you gotta blame the guy? Maybe it was her decision. Oh, I guess. I mean, <laughs> uh, it all worked out. We're yeah, just it did. No. Yeah, he's I, I grouped a few of them together. So there was like two in two weeks. I took three of the exams, but I studied for like eight weeks before that, maybe mm -hmm. six, because those mm -hmm. were like the earlier ones right mm -hmm. project management practice management and oh, you think took and programming and analysis i took two the first two on one weekend and then the, yeah. the other one the following um because a lot of the material overlaps and mm, i, I, I think that's say, yeah. where maybe some people struggle is because you're only studying for one exam and there's a certain there's like 15 percent of the questions that are about like could be from any other exam. Mm -hmm. Like you're studying for one, but that helps study for another. Yeah, with, yeah. And you wouldn't know that until you take the test. Right. Pretty mm -hmm. much. Um, and then, yes, kind of similar. I studied for six or like six weeks before I booked the first one. That was maybe like a couple weeks out. So it was like eight weeks total. Damn, that way I can, you know, give myself an idea. <laughs> How long I is it going like to take me? I, f I feel like that's not like a long time though two months to study yeah i feel like that's i feel like for I, one exam i mean oh for one that's what i'm saying for one exam for one exam and then like another. i'm somewhere else i'm somewhere else i'm like <laughs> i thought it was for all of them no, yeah, no, no. For, the, for the first one and then i bundled like a bunch of yeah. them and then it was like another oh, chunk okay, of time yeah. and then which one is the easiest uh, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think you don't remember. Do you remember? I, no, I that's, honestly, that's on you. Yeah, I think it's on you. I honestly thought that I failed all of them until I clicked the button. I was like, oh, well, that's a surprise. Wow. <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, the ones that I passed, I honestly thought I failed in that exam. Like, as I clicked end, I was like, oh, that, was a, that was a waste of three hours. <laughs> and the ones that I failed, I seriously clicked, like, I got this, I got this, fail. Oh, no, let yeah. me go cry in sorrow for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> for real. Damn. <laughs> Project management and practice management, though, if you if you've read professional practice, it is pretty much those books. I really don't understand. I still to this don't don't <laughs> understand the difference between the exams. I thought they were the same. <laughs> um, I thought programming and analysis would be really easy because I mean, like I have some experience with mm -hmm. programming, and it is like more site stuff, just like placing yeah. the building on the site. You know, it's but pretty. it's more it's more technical than mm -hmm. what you would actually do in the office yeah like there were a lot of there were a lot of diagrams on that mm -hmm. one and there was oh, okay. uh, that was the one where i came closest to like running out of time oh, wow. so even though i thought the material was easier uh, for whatever reason it took me a little bit longer mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> <laughs> any plans on getting licensed or taking the test like for another state um i i've kept up with in CARB, so we can get reciprocal licenses. So, what does that mean? Like, mm -hmm. you, would you have to retake all the tests in a no. different state? No. So, how does that? Do you, I'm, you I'm just, assuming you looked into it. So, yeah. Um, if you if you have a license, like in Texas, for instance, mm -hmm. you can pay to get a license anywhere that doesn't have additional requirements. So like, if if I wanted it in California, mm -hmm. there would be an additional exam just because of all of the mm -hmm. the seismic mm -hmm. loads. Um, but besides that, it's just a fee. 
Yeah, it's just a fee. And you would have both both states' licenses. It doesn't. It's not transferring it. Yes. The only horror stories I've heard is if you <laughs> don't keep up with your original one, then you'll. It's like a domino effect. Like you'll lose all your licenses. What do you mean? Don't keep up. Yeah. So there's like a. You have to have your um, continuing education hours oh, every right. year, and then there and the lunch and, and, and you have to pay to maintain it. Yeah. I think so. If you annual fees and like don't don't let that. So you'll have Whoa. two annual fees and double the continued education hours? No, I think you can, yes, for the fees. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think the continuing education would count for, count for, for both. both. Yeah. But I'm not licensed in multiple states yet. 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 I, <laughs> I may or may not need that soon. I, I, <laughs> always, I always thought you had to like retake the tests. I don't know why. Or like a test specifically for that area. I think that's, area. that's just California that... Uh, they have everyone, whenever we get to the subject, kind of brings up, I don't know what other states might have an additional exam. I think New York does, but yeah. I'm not 100%. Mm -hmm. Maybe Florida for, for the freaking hurricanes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still focusing on just getting licensed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a far horizon <laughs> a far I'm not ready for. It. I'm not even thinking about getting licensed yet. I still need hours. Oh, my so. God. <laughs> I know. We're there. I mean, you know, my construction ones are... Yeah, the, the hours the hours honestly aren't that bad. Like, yeah. I think they've also lowered the number of hours since we started. Uh, oh, well, that's nice to know. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> know if that actually happened, it. but oh, I know I've seen okay. like yeah, well, like the hours right now. I was like, oh, that's not that many hours. Like a thousand. Remind me, is there five tests or more right now? There's six tests. Okay, so I think eventually there's gonna be five. Is that? Something you know about? Something. You don't care because you're... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, damn it. <laughs> but, but, I, but I think they were like... Because there used to be more than six. There used to be mm -hmm. seven way, way back in the dinosaur age. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. When all of our principals... Yeah. Licensed. Before you could do it on the computer. Yeah. You had a, all, in Texas, I know it was only in Austin where you could take it. I've heard horror stories from my previous oh, bosses gosh. about how horrible it Like one day out of the year and you had to take all nine in one weekend and wait months for the... What? And, yeah. So I, wow. I do think we have it in some sense easier as you oh, know, yeah. Yeah, with easier. your schedule. Um, yeah, because you can do it online also, right? Did you do all like in I've, person? I've not done online. Uh, that became something after COVID. Before it was you had to go into oh, okay. uh, a proctoring center. Uh, but after COVID, there was like a two, three month window where uh, like nobody could test. Anyone that had a test was canceled and refunded mm -hmm. to credit. Um, and then they created the uh, at-home um, testing. Testing. I've not done that primarily because um, I did have some experience in college whenever I took online courses doing mm -hmm. that. Uh, and I just remember having to like, pick my laptop up and like show them with the camera, like a 360 pan of <laughs> like, this is the room I'm in. I don't have any scratch paper, no posters, nothing yeah. is on. Um, well, the, um, for, I, the, for the test, they also have someone screen watching. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Which is obviously smart. But it's like, I don't know, I feel like it's more... It's invasive. Yeah. 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 I, I, I wouldn't like... I'd rather just go and take the test. Like Exactly. I'd rather focus wherever. on the exam and not worry about, like, get there, and then suddenly the guy on the other... Or girl. Okay, that's not a joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the person on the other side says, oh, I can't let you take it because of X, Y, and Z. Because my Zoom popped up. Yeah. Because somebody wanted to message they me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I don't want to risk, you know, yeah. months of preparing right. for one person to misunderstand or just something I can't control happen. Um, and then I have to wait several months before I can retake that exam. So I'd rather go to the center. For people um, who aren't working but obviously do want to get licensed, um, so did your 
firms or previous firms reimburse you for tests that you've passed? Yes. Uh, my current firm, they they reimbursed after you passed all of them. Oh, okay, not not just one. You have to. Yeah. Do, once okay. once you pass the sixth one, then they they reimburse for the cost of six exams, mm -hmm. and then we also got a two thousand dollar bonus. And so if oh, you nice. if you fail a few, that will you know, well, cover yeah. cover that cover cost. That. Right, and right, right, right. That's as well as study material too. That if you, you've invested in. Yeah, they uh, provided a good amount of study material, but the, I, I paid for the Amber videos. for mm -hmm. It was like a monthly subscription, so yeah. I did that for two months. So I know f um, in my current work of employment, uh, on the server there's like a bunch of ARE study stuff mm -hmm. and books, and I've like only clicked into one folder and I saw a bunch of stuff. It's like, okay, cool. I know it's there for when I need it. Did, did your office have the same? Yeah, we were able to get a Black Spectacles membership. And again, I only used that for their quizzes because they do have videos, mm -hmm. but I used the quizzes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, similar, there, there was a folder with all of the, the ballast material and then a few of the books. So professional practice, I don't did know a, what other Did a bunch of like other employees like put in, I don't know, notes or no. something? No, some people would organize to have study groups, and so we've done that a couple of times, and then... Within your own um, office or, or yes. studio? In, yes. Okay. And then I think if you have a, enough people sign up for Amber at once, then there's a discount. So yeah. I think we got like six people together, and oh, nice. there was a reduced cost. That's really good. Um, I was going to say, like, for people that are in our side right now <laughs> you the, know, the struggling side yeah are there any words that you would like to say like in encouragement for them like what do you like you know you taking the jobs. test <laughs> go do something or else. you know <laughs> stuff like that related to our quit while you're ahead <laughs> oh i really i really like where i am now <laughs> i mean it's yeah it's hard but i think the resources are out there um so it's possible it's, yeah. it takes people different lengths of time for for studying for getting through it but i, th I think if you're consistent enough mm -hmm. it can happen what what is something that what is one thing you took like oh my gosh <laughs> What is one thing from like Colin, your previous office doing education that you took with you that you've learned from there that you think you can, I guess, either carry over into multifamily or just like architecture in general? Uh, <clears throat> I'd say just the structure of the teams. Um, so the way we did education, we also pulled people from interiors design. Mm. Uh, and so in the early phases of like the design phase, um, there was a lot of collaboration and not necessarily lines were drawn yet. It was very blurred as just interior designers and architects and designers all around one table together, mm -hmm. uh, having a good conversation of just giving each other input, being very respectful over, uh, you know, what somebody's opinion or ideas was, even though someone who might be an architect or a designer trying to become an architect has an idea on like, oh, the interior space could look like this, or we could do something along those lines uh, and the interior designer would be very respectful uh, mm -hmm. and very open and uh, encouraging and uh, definitely whenever an idea was really good and so um, that was a, a big exposure that I really appreciated was just the respect that uh, everyone on the team had that I, I think is something that uh, I, well I've not had 
any issues with that, I can imagine there probably are places mm-hmm. out there um, that I just I keep in mind whenever I look at other places. Just like that's something that I I value strongly. Yeah. It's always a benefit having them like in house in the same like bullpen or whatever you want to call it, like workspace. Yes, because when they're at a different office elsewhere, it's you got to email them and you yeah. know how effective that can be. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's just easier. I mean, it's the same as like in studio, like you just roll up to your friends or professor's desk and you just start like collaborating and sketching. And it's like, it's the exactly. same thing. So what about for you? What I'm taking from, from my current. Or, or yeah. Or like so- something that mm-hmm. like, you know, you, they taught or you've learned that you hold value that you would like, you know, continue to use or continue to use that like philosophy or something. Sure. Uh, my principal at this or in this studio, she is big on Enneagram, which I think is interesting. It's <laughs> like a it's like a personality type. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. But I didn't really. Uh, it's helped me develop more soft skills, and I think that's really important if I'm going to go into like project management one mm-hmm. day. Um, so it's if you have if you don't know anything about Enneagram, <laughs> it's <laughs> like there's like these nine different personality types, and then kind of understanding what motivates individuals but also how they react in times of like stress and times of comfort and so just learning how to how to work with people that are motivated differently and you know maybe react to stressors different ways it's you know maybe not architectural but it kind of it it applies to to every Mm -hmm. job well more for you because it's directly related to the patient Yes, that too. Yeah. But I think for, for just building a good core team and like, uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Under, understanding how to work. Actually, with you know what? My, my sister said um, she works for, she does, um, gosh, what does she do? <laughs> <laughs> she, wow. She, she used to work for like Abercrombie and Fitch and Guess and, you know, all these different uh-huh. clothing brands. So she's like a, a regional manager. And she actually, I don't know if I should be saying this. She said her boss like had them all take a personality test, uh-huh. and I and, like she didn't like that, and I was kind of like, <laughs> "Is she Why? the architect?" No, <laughs> no, no, no. just you know, regional man. I mean, it's nothing to do with architecture, but oh, you no, mean, you mean the um, the, personality. the personality? Yeah, yeah. She you know like how the there's one oh, is that's that's the mine. architect? <laughs> that's actually mine. Um, oh, the um, what is it? What is Briggs one? Yeah, mm-hmm. INJ's. Yeah, something. yeah. This yeah. one's like a little. Yeah, it's a little different because yeah. Myers Briggs is kind of um, like how like how your personality like shows itself, like how you act, mm. but not necessarily the way you think. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah, we have in our studio we have a board and it has like the nine oh, different gosh. numbers and who like who, who is, is who. What? Um, Dang, <laughs> what if like you but, know, you're on the same team and those numbers don't don't get along <laughs> all the numbers are good oh, okay all everyone right. can get along with everyone <laughs> 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 uh, that's tough that would have been interesting to do in school because mm-hmm. i butt heads with professors so yeah. that's probably the reason why <laughs> our numbers don't uh, correlate Maybe. really well could be <laughs> I, I had a question regarding healthcare because i took uh, an elective uh-huh. with the healthcare professor and she did a lot of isovis know what that is isovis no. so um i can literally only give you this one example because it's what i remember the most out of her class but um it was basically a floor plan and you're standing at one point and then there were like a few f- um fields of vision okay like throughout the space and then it would um be color-coded in like 
blue, yellow, orange, red. Blue would be like no one can see you or like if the ice of this doesn't even like it can get into the room because of the door. I see. Like you get the concept? Mm-hmm. So um like how does that apply? <laughs> well, curious if if you've seen or worked with anything regarding to that. But the reason why she studies those isovis is because um, she does a lot of research, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. And she gave um, a real life scenario of where, um, so like, you have those two corridors, right? And then you mm-hmm. have like all the um, ICUs, and then you have in the center there's those like workstations, yeah, right. So the patients that can that are right next to the workstation. They're like constantly seeing people walk by because they're near the entrance or they're seeing the workers versus the patient that's like in the corner, you know, at the dead end. Like obviously there's no exit there, let's say. So like they're seeing less people, they're seeing less workers, there's no one like walking like by their door. So those people were statistically dying like mm-hmm. more versus the other patients in the other rooms that saw more life. Yes. Basically. Yeah. So, like, so go ahead. what we what we see with ICUs now is subnurse stations. So um, there's like a two to one nursing ratio. So every two rooms will have like a corner notched out and there's like a nurse sitting oh, in, yeah, yeah, in yeah, that yeah, notch. That. Yeah, there's yeah. windows into to both rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, so there will be someone like at each of those. And then for, for ICUs, the central nurse stations is more of like a touchdown there. If someone's like getting into the unit, that's mm-hmm. where someone's kind of answering the a phone or you know allowing someone into the unit but the the nursing is really happening at those nurse sub nurse stations so that mm-hmm. and that research probably is probably why yeah that happens so um in other inpatient units where it's not critical care mm-hmm. we'll still have um just the the central nurse stations mm-hmm. and, you know maybe that's better because if, if there's not as many people walking around the Right. Yeah, it's not as critical, so maybe some people are sleeping better. <laughs> yeah. So, so the what were the um, the smaller ones called? Sub nurse. Sub nurse. Mm-hmm. So, like the how you're explaining how like the production team is kind of split up to like shell and then interior. So, like yeah. the interior is like designing those spaces and like how many and like how often and how it's all like coordinated. A lot of that is coordinated in programming and then the the types of hospitals that I've been doing, we have a lot of prefabrication mm-hmm. and we have like goals of how many man hours are prefabricated versus on site. And so there are a couple of vendors where like that nurse that sub nurse station is like a module. Oh okay. or like all of the yeah. all of the patient toilet rooms are a module. So so there's a little less um, of the interior architecture that's being designed, but as far as like documentation, that mm-hmm. is something like where the where the prefab meets the actual um, like contractor <laughs> provided <laughs> stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. that's kind of what the our, our interior architecture team would be documenting. Interesting. Yeah, I, I always like that part of her class, but yeah, I haven't worked in healthcare, so. Yeah, it's there's there's a lot of research in that field, which is kind of which is why I'm drawn to it, and mm-hmm. not all of it ha- like makes itself into practice as often because there's like a lot of daylight studies, and of course, like every patient room has to have daylight, mm-hmm. but maybe not all of the workers are getting daylight because oh, yeah. like cent- central sterile specifically, that's where all of the the instruments for surgery are being kind of sterilized those are oftentimes kind of 
buried in the buildings. Mm-hmm. So kind of feel bad for the yeah. people that work in there after <laughs> dark. <laughs> I feel like um, healthcare and um, schools are more like exposed in a way to, you know, talking to people that work there, like, you know, the nurses, sure. doctors, the teachers, mm-hmm. maybe not the students, but, you know. <laughs> and like with multi-family, you don't talk to the pe- you know the people you know like developers for the apartment want their money it just yeah <laughs> developers and then like oh yeah i want this you know so many types of rooms mm-hmm. and you know it's on us kind of like to make it we don't really like well yeah we follow the code right but like yeah you guys actually do the the research for that you know and multifamily that's something it's I, on you that's something i like that sack like when we would do a site visit mm-hmm. probably only did this for one project but like w- when we were visiting the site like we spoke to someone in that area like i don't know if it was someone just walking or if we went into like a mom and pop shop uh-huh. but i specifically remember mm-hmm. when i was at sack like we went and asked like oh you know we're yeah like if there was a store, program yeah. like yeah and we told them what we were doing is like what would you like to see like obviously the program is the program but like you know what would you like what type of space would you like to see because you know you can always follow the the syllabus but then you can always mm-hmm. you know add in your own thing into your own project yeah um which i haven't experienced that in um any of my experience um because <laughs> sure. like previ- previously it was just with like um like grocer and and retail and and their architect but like and yeah, yeah and like, they're like a little less site specific right and it's our responsibility as architects to think of the community mm-hmm. but because of the typology it's not like we're actually going and surveying the community to see what they want and how to better affect them versus for like like both of y'all past experience current experience it's like you actually do that like for every project Mm. yeah we'll interface with with more people um depending on the site it might be the community because there's like noise concerns Mm -hmm. um but because my main client is of like a much it's like one healthcare system and so they have um I don't know. We have we have like a design manager from mm-hmm. the from the client, mm-hmm. and we'll most like that is the client, and then the actual hospital system is kind of like a secondary client. So mm-hmm. so we're really mm-hmm. um, aiming to please like the the corporate structure, right? Um, but that's not to say that we don't involve as many people as we can. So is is that client an architect? You said design manager. It, yes. Um, that's also I, something I didn't realize going into architecture. Like that you could work on the client like side. Like my no, well, <laughs> well, yeah, but like my client is an architect. Like mm-hmm. I didn't expect that. Or like, like Walgreens has their own architect. Or like Starbucks and Canes and you know mm-hmm. all these. Like they have their own uh, space planning architects, and then they hire you know an architect to do the show. Yeah. Or you know to do the rest of the building basically. And it's like, oh, I didn't know that was an option. I didn't even, <laughs> I mean, not that I want to do it, but like, I didn't even know. I thought we were going to be able to do everything. The whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And then like, even in, in my office, we have 
we have like a design studio separate from the from the healthcare studios and so in the beginning you know we'll have a, a project architect from healthcare kind of meeting with the design studio but it's really designs design Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the the client, the design manager, does have an architecture background. That's cool. It makes it makes some of the meetings easier, right? Because yeah. like meeting with some people, like I don't know, someone that is a pharmacist, they mm-hmm. they can look at a floor plan, even if they've you know purchased houses and had to look at floor plans mm-hmm. before. That doesn't mean they really yeah. they really know it. Yeah, they understand all of it. Right. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna ask Colin. Like, uh, are you excited? You know, to <laughs> to leave my team? Cause I mean, for the listeners, he just wants to get He's in my me. team. We're coworkers. Sick of us already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just wanted to ask. Like, are you ready to do it again? You know, start new people. Well. I just want to say it's been awesome working with you. And yes, I know. Politically correct answer. <laughs> what is the most hostile? Yeah. Like, sorry, <laughs> least hostile. Ew, just because it's recorded. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I, I am nervous about, uh, you know, meeting other teammates. Um, it's been awesome getting to know you and our other teammates as well. Uh, yeah. And Nick, you know, you've, you've jumped in and out on our team as well. It's yeah. been awesome uh, getting to know you guys. Uh, it will be a challenge, I think, going into uh, an office that's been around a little bit longer. I think since our office, you know, we're only, what? Twelve? Six months? <laughs> or six oh, months in. Yeah, tw- six Twelve months people. In. Yeah. Like, yeah, super small. We all are coming in knowing that uh, the system yeah. is going to be very, uh, very loose. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas going into this office, I, I'm not really sure what year it was they were established, but it's going to be. They're a couple years in. Yeah. But so, not that many. I don't think it's that many. So they I have a little like bit two, more of a, no. a foot ground. I think it was like two years. Something like that. Maybe. I'll get more details yeah. Us yeah. before that happens. Yeah. But, but their foundation is definitely more established, and their teams are already well uh, mm-hmm. well created within each other. So it's going to be interesting kind of jumping into that uh, and seeing how I fit in, whereas in some sense we had to be good, but I mean, you, you guys have been awesome. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was, it was awesome having you. And I've, I honestly wish I would have stayed on that project because. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you kind of did all the way. No, not till DD. And you wanted to do details. Is that what you wanted to do? Well, I've never done it, so I might. I got to learn them uh, eventually. True, you need to be there. Yeah, I got to learn it, and and then it's okay. I've done but it. But you, I, you like will done. for your what's your? How, yeah, like you a haven't year. Haven't done details. What year did you graduate? Well, not professionally. It's because I graduated yeah. his uh, first. 19. So yeah. my my first office, I was doing a lot of SketchUp modeling and rendering. Yeah, okay. nothing um, compared to you know construction I, side. Yeah, the I did CDs for small like Walgreens small retail stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was um, those details are kind of worked out. Well, there, there, yeah. there there wasn't even details. It was interior builds. So like they were putting a pharmacy inside of a, or like a doctor's office inside of. So I'm just doing the RCP and the floor plans and and stuff like that for like yeah. Okay. I'd say yeah. that that sounds pretty typical of you know, fresh out of school or even summer interns like that. Yeah. The, the few summer internship jobs that I did in between mm-hmm. semesters, it, it was mostly a rendering and very simple. Yeah, I mean, I, it was nice because it was it was all design. I was working directly with the lead designer, mm-hmm. so it was like almost exactly what I wanted to do. Like I didn't like same with you. I didn't have a preference on what I did. Like I didn't even like residential school mm-hmm. so i didn't think i'd be doing it now 
so I didn't really care what I was working on. I just wanted to do architecture and just, you know, cause I, I know what I want to do, but I can't do it now with no license and no experience and not being, you know, a, a star architect, let's just say, right. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, when I switched offices, doing more Revit, doing more CDs, which is exactly why I switched. But then I get, you know, then we're growing in two different teams and switch projects. And then it's like, okay, back to the beginning. So it's like, oh, okay. But eventually. But the good thing is like, you go back to the beginning. So you get to see it from start to probably finish. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. And then I just look over your shoulder at what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can feel the... They look in my back. Because oh, I think I can see your screen. Oh, really? You can't? <laughs> so I'm like, oh, what is she working on? creepy. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm going to take over your spot. Yeah, <laughs> you know. it's a good desk. It yeah, is a, yeah, I bet. It is. <laughs> cool. Well. Well, one more thing. So yeah. the, the question we all get asked is, in the future, do you plan on having your own practice or small design studio thing or kind of doing your own side projects or... I no. love the corporate structure. I don't know why. Oh, no, that's gonna, fine. That's I fine. I want to be, you know, work my way up. Yeah, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I definitely wanted to once I got out of school, but mm -hmm. now as I've been studying for these exams, <laughs> <laughs> once you start going down like the the practice and mm -hmm. project management, you learn about the contracts. Mm -hmm. uh, all the material always talks about getting sued yep. and having That's why insurance. having insurance, yep. having yeah. lawyers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it just starts adding a lot more onto my plate where like, I, I definitely need a few more years to kind of yeah. take a step back. I think I would enjoy, I know the way I like to work mm -hmm. and I don't know if I would want to create something that is more corporate or bringing on other people versus uh, creating a known individual or maybe one or two people brought on mm -hmm. and doing small scale projects. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm still going to give that another 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want to feel out the market and understand how offices work. Um, yeah. We have a retirement plan to save up for, you know. Yeah. Yeah. True. Before Colin goes on his own. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, oh, th there's, there's a big financial checklist before oh, I even think about huge. creating my own business. Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, that's another thing I would suggest to anyone that's listening is, be smart about your finances. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With I have school. so much I could say about that. That's actually, another time. That's <laughs> actually an episode we, we want to do in the future. Like just, Can I be on it? I have so much to say oh, about yeah. finance. Honestly. <laughs> like, even just, like, in school, like, the different, like, dorming versus living mm -hmm. in your own apartment or, mm -hmm. like, a meal plan versus buying yeah. your own groceries. But then, yeah. like, coming into the real world, and it's like, how much is rent in these certain areas? Like, insurance, and, you know, then if you have um, student loans and et cetera, et cetera, yeah. and like actually talk about how much we actually get paid yeah. and like how much comes out of taxes and then, you know, kind of get more into the finances of it to try to help people realize because I've been hearing things and it's like someone's complaining about getting this offer and it's like, well, if you actually knew the situation, that's actually a really good offer yeah. versus, versus like I got like my, my offer was at the time it was really good but I didn't really research like everything, but it was, it was still good. Mm -hmm. But like now, like two years ago, the average in DFW is no longer the average. Like yeah. it, it changes. And yeah. if you have your master's and you, if you don't have your master's, what are the type of offers you get? So, I mean, I'm not shy to talk about money. So I think it's important because we, yeah nobody ever taught me that. So <laughs> no, it, learning it on our and own. And I mean, it's kind of like a lot of people, I don't know if it's uh, respectful, right? But, Nick and I, we love talking about numbers because there's no, like, 
we don't want to hide anything. Yeah. Like we tell each other how much we get paid, and then you know we talk to people about it because we want them to know. You know, to get in the if they're in the same field, like hey, like you could do better, or hey, they're, like they're lowballing you, like yes, yeah. like, like big time. you're worth more, or I don't know. It depends. You know, like oh well, you know this is gonna be maybe this much. Or if you have, like, I have student loans, I have a car, I have, you know, all these things. So, you know, if you have to make sure, because he came out of school, I came out of school, and I didn't know shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so when me and Nick started talking about it, I'm like, man, this is really great. Like, I, I wish I had this when way I, before. When I told my dad how much I was making on my, my, my yeah, first job, he was like, wow, man, that's... That's like almost, or that's double what I was making out of college. I'm like, well, dad, you're fucking 62. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. <laughs> in New York, it's like, of course. Like, it's yeah. Kind of, like, yeah. but I mean, th that made me feel good because I was, I didn't have to ask for money anymore. Right? Yeah, totally. I could pay for my own stuff and it's like, oh, okay, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing bad, you know? I mean, yeah. Inflation, obviously, yeah. I'm pretty much still making what he was making, but. <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. say both of us went on like kind of a, financial journey after school once we got into the professional realm like within the first year we were reading you know Robert Kiyosaki or uh, Dave Ramsey just reading a lot of, like self-help uh, mm -hmm. financial like good strategies get yourself um, don't put yourself into to major debts that you can avoid and you know being smart in your 20s to get ready for your 30s yeah I paid off my student loan in a little over a year and paid mm -hmm. off my car nice. So nice yeah and and um, I t I did take out less because my, with the graduate degree, like with the offer came mm -hmm. um, like a TA position. Oh, nice. So the, yeah. For anyone that's still looking into going to school, I would say like there is a way to do it for free, mm -hmm. even if you have to defer mm -hmm. and work for a year. Cause that, again, that was why I took a year off. I saved like half of my income then. Mm -hmm. and, and that kind of helped me pay for, for housing. That's and, good, yeah. And, that, and that's huge. Yeah, yeah, that, honestly, that like, opens up your whole paycheck once you're out of school. Yeah. And, you know, we're still saving for a house. And, and <laughs> now it's trying, it was trying to get, we reached a point where, okay, we've kind of managed our finances to a point and we had to get our income up. And so that's why I started <laughs> looking at other, at other options. That's fair. Yeah, um, no, totally. And I listened to... Financial Feminist is a podcast, and it's run by Tori Dunlap, and I think her handle on Instagram is her first 100K. But she had this amazing, like, I used her cover letter, and... Nice. I mean, it might have gotten, like, me an extra sizable amount oh, of money. Nice. <laughs> Just, like, like, the cover letter template was yeah. great. Wow. That was well, good. Good luck on your next adventure. Thank you. So yes. That's very exciting. I've never been over there, but... Now we have a, now we have a reason to now visit. yeah That's you great. beat me Absolutely. <laughs> you beat me oh yeah because you were because uh, when I started working you know I was hoping fun. their team over there so I was like might as well just move over there you know like I'm not even working a, for Dallas on a project over there for like mm -hmm. your first like two months three months almost mm -hmm. yeah and I was like yeah I'm just gonna move <laughs> I think my dad visited he really liked it I forgot what schools over there but. Mm. There's one I checked because I was like, just in case I want to go do my master's, I can work there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, I think there's one. Yeah. School there's, that has an 
Okay, right. I don't know what schools have the accredited degree. I know there's one in the city, and there's one just on the outside. I don't know which one. Yeah, I'll have to double yeah. check. I'm not moving. <laughs> you, can, not? you can go. <laughs> you come visit. You might change your I mind. I know, yeah, yes. honestly. <laughs> I probably will miss it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eventually I'll get tired of Dallas, so I'll get out of here. Yeah. It's expensive. Well, I guess I can say the same because you're leaving us, but good luck, I guess. Yes. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> next thing you know, he's helping on the next project. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just calling. working remotely. That's all it is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's like nothing changed. For real. Except she stole your desk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys. We thank you for it. coming. Thank you for having thank us. You. Hey guys, thank you again for listening to another week's episode of Architecture Matters Podcast. We really, really appreciate you guys tuning in. We're finally back trying to do the once a week thing. Holidays are coming up. Hope you guys have a great holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas and anything else that you celebrate. Thank you guys for tuning in as always. And of course, if you're ever interested on joining us to not have an interview, this is this is really like I know we we overuse the word, but it's an experience. We just love talking to our friends and colleagues and anybody who's creative or artistic or if you're passionate about anything else, even if it's at this point, whatever it is, it could be anything, even if it's not architecture related. We would love to have you on. Just you know, if you know us personally, if you have our number, text us, call us, like whatever. Uh, you know, you follow us on Instagram, DM us. We'd love to have you on.